All right. So um, let's do this. I pulled up a question here uh, mm-hmm. and I sent you over the link. Um, this kind of snowballs from the question that we answered yesterday, uh, which was more generalized. What's going on with GDPR? Um, now we want to talk specifically about um, how to keep doing cold emailing under GDPR and some of the things to, um, to remember. And obviously it's another loaded question that could be a very long winded answer, but um, I created a couple bullet points that we can go through. And I sent you over the couple questions. Um, I think if we hit all of these, we'll have a very valuable answer that this person can run with. So uh, what do you say? Sounds good. Let's go. All righty. Perfect. So, um, the first thing that um, we want to mention is that uh, email prospecting obviously can be B2C or B2B, but under GDPR regulations, uh, B2C, business to customer, prospecting and emailing is strictly prohibited. Uh, it requires double opt-in. Um, so for the purposes of this answer, uh, we are going to talk only about uh, B2B prospecting and the strategies there under GDPR. Um, and uh, let's start by talking about um, gathering the data. Um, one of the most important aspects of uh, email marketing, um, whether you're in EU or otherwise. So gathering the data, why don't you give me sort of the two options, purposeful, accurate, and um, some strategies and recommendations you have for gathering data, uh, GDPR specifically. Sure. So according to the GDPR, the data that you are gathering needs to have a purpose. It needs to be in the legitimate interest of your, of your company and the business that you want to do. Um, therefore, the data that you gather needs to be predefined what you need, and you only go and get that. Um, accuracy of the data is one of the factors there, of course. So if you know what you need to get, um, you should go and get exactly that. So the data needs to be accurate. So purpose and accuracy are very, very important. Then, of course, uh, uh, the, the big conversation about should you gather that data fresh or should you go and buy a pre-built uh, list? So the, the problem with a pre-built database or a list is that the purpose of that particular list may not be the purpose that you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if the purpose that you have was created after that list was created, you're kind of uh, going back in time and saying, you know, this was our purpose all along, which you could do, but it could be risky. So the best way to actually get a data for a particular purpose, which is accurate, is to actually research fresh. Now, you can do that yourself or you can outsource the, uh, the research itself. So that that's the main Thing you need to keep in mind when you're getting data to be used within the GDPR context in the B2B market. Got it. So you just um, answered the second question that I had, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. Purposeful um, versus accurate. Uh, and that backs into ad hoc versus pre-built database. Uh, in a pre-built database, um, these are big brokers. Uh, BookYourData.com is one I've used in the past. I've used a few, but um, that's inherently not specific to the purpose that you have um, and could easily be in violation, set you up to violate GDPR. Um, to now, add can- to that, 
just briefly, sorry, Alex. To add to that, a lot of these uh, big uh, providers have actually stopped providing data on European citizens. Yes. Yep. And I've noticed that recently, too, in, in our analysis that we did on the cold emailing platforms. Some of the bigger guys that have pre-built databases, they just removed all EU citizen data from their database um, and stopped gathering um, as soon as that law was passed, which is the smart play for them, obviously. Um, so that um, uh, leaves ad hoc data. And you mentioned it briefly, but um, with regards to ad hoc data um, gathering purposes, um, can you give us just one use case that is sort of a purposeful and accurate um, gathering practice, maybe just something that you've done in, in a, the recent, uh, you know, I don't know, last couple of weeks for a customer? Sure. Now, I can't really share any information about what our customers are doing, but I can give you a, let's say, anonymous example. Yeah. Um, uh, let's say you have a, you have a, a, a software that is used for um, sharing knowledge uh, uh, between different departments. And typically, let's say you're targeting consulting companies or you're, you're working with corporates where they need to share data internally. Let's mm -hmm. say that's the use case that you, that you are solving, that you're providing. Um, and uh, the people that will actually end up buying your product for whom it's necessary and useful are either people who are in the innovation department or who are in management for smaller companies that actually see the benefit of it and they'll see the impact on their bottom line. Or let's say people who are uh, uh, focusing on, on uh, making sure the company is using good tool sets or operations and so forth. So you already know who you need to target and what kind of companies, enterprises or uh, management consulting or some other type of consulting where knowledge needs to be shared. And you go and get data based on these criteria. That is the right way to do it. And then when you target these people, you're able to formulate uh, the right message. But we'll get to that in the second part of your question. I'm sure that's mm -hmm. coming. Um, this would be then one way to gather purposeful data and research it fresh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we can talk about... Um talk about why in a second here so yeah. um being as specific as possible with the criteria um yeah. and so uh that allows you to make sure you can customize the message but um it puts you in a position to um make sure that when it comes down to it you have data that is built for a purpose um and you can't do that as well with a pre-built um, database um exactly. so so let's talk about the uh, question two that I have here, um, acting on the data. Um, you mentioned a couple things, but why don't you talk about uh, an interesting um, level of GDPR uh, that's state-specific and locally regulated, and that's opt-in versus opt-out. Um, can you touch on the differences and uh, maybe give um, an example of a state that's opt-in and an example of a state that's opt-out? Yes. Um... The, 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 first of all, the GDPR itself is a, a regulation that is focusing on the data. The regulation that the European Union is, is building uh, for the actual email marketing or electronic marketing, electronic direct marketing, is e-privacy regulation. That will dictate how the entirety of European Union countries are going to uh, treat B2B as well as B2C, of course, but mainly in our conversation, B2B uh, um, uh, direct marketing and cold direct marketing, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
currently there are two separate, um, uh, let's say, groups. Uh, one is, uh, you can call them opt-out criteria group. The other is opt-in criteria group. <clears throat> now, in very, very plain language, opt-out criteria is where you're allowed to email somebody but have to stop if they, asks you, if they ask you to. Mm -hmm. right? um, in opt-in, you can mail people where you have the permission to mail them before you mail them for the first time. So you cannot mail them to ask their permission. That's opt-in. Uh, an example in a very, very uh, big market in Europe, uh, uh, an example of opt-out is UK. Mm -hmm. uh, the entirety of the uh, United Kingdom is an opt-out, uh, um, um, let's say, criteria regulation mm -hmm. uh, based on the PECR as well as the DPA um, in the B2B environment. And they call B2B... Uh, uh, prospects a corporate subscriber yeah and we can go in depth in another uh, question maybe uh, how different kind of companies fit there or not and then germany another very very big market in europe is an opt-in criteria mm. got it uh, okay let me just make some notes here add them sure. to our answer and um finally uh, let's conclude with, and, and, and feel free to go into a little bit of depth, and this is, uh, in my opinion, the important part. Um, we've got about five more minutes here, so let's try to go into depth with um, uh, how you see GDPR as an opportunity. Well, one of the things that the GDPR regulation is already doing is it's uh, rooting out most of the bad practices out there. Mm -hmm. So people that were just... Uh, grabbing thousands of emails from some cheap provider and just mail blasting them, um, they they are definitely going to be fined. Um, not sure if it, it will be in the amount of 10 million, but big enough that they will not do it again. Yeah, what that would do is decrease the noise in the, uh, the e email marketing channel, right? And the the noise uh, decrease will actually make your message heard better. Yeah? You, you, you will be able to make an impact if you do B2B outbound in the GDPR correctly, um, your conversion will be better. So GDPR in a way, and, and to answer your question, is a chance for the best practices mm -hmm. and it punish the bad practices. I like that. I like that. I like that. So clearing um, the riffraff a little bit, so making sure that your customers' inboxes are a little bit more open to receive your message. Um, assuming you, the person asking this, does follow our uh, advice and comply with GDPR. Um, now, one, why don't you talk about re relevancy and something that you must mentioned to me earlier, and I added this, but uh, uh, you know how you make sure that you're relevant, and um, that backs into the customization of the messaging and the ad hoc development of the database. So talk about uh, relevancy of the message for me. Sure. Um, you know, as, as a salesperson, what you want to do is you want to initiate a dialogue with your prospect. Uh, you don't want to outright start selling them, but you want to you wanna create a, a dialogue. And they will only engage with you if they're personally, um, if the message that you're sending them is personally relevant to them. Mm 
not relevant to the company, but actually that person that you're targeting. So it needs to be human-like. It needs to be one-to-one, yeah? So relevance is really important there. Mm-hmm. The second very important thing is value, yeah? Not your product, but does your message provide them with any value? Are you sharing any insights with them? Uh, by reading your email, did it already help them in some way? That's very important. I like that. So um, that's very important because I can receive the most custom message, whether it was a part of a blast uh, and used using dynamic text and make placeholders i can receive the most customized message possible but if the cta and the product or service uh was just so far off of my day-to-day activity needs um i'm going to ignore it regardless and i have received those um today actually and i have some screenshots that i'm going to post but um but that's very important so you know be honest with yourself um you know this 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 customer maybe a great potential customer for you financially, uh, maybe a great person to add to your balance sheet, but is your tool, is your service really something that that specific customer at that company would find valuable? Um, and then once you have determined that and you've built your database accordingly, uh, make sure you are as human as possible, creating one-to-one messaging. And I believe we touched on it real briefly, but um, making sure that uh, if you are in an opt-in state or if you're emailing to an opt-in state like Germany, um, start with uh, some other form of messaging, whether that's a LinkedIn message um, or some sort of um, ping on another platform to try to get the opt-in. Um, that's very important. And we can touch on that on a later question. But um, this has been very good. I think very helpful. If you have anything else to add, go ahead and add it now. Otherwise, we'll uh, talk again soon when the next one gets posted. Sounds good, Alex. I think you covered everything. All right, Karan. We'll have a good evening. Have a fun Saturday night and uh, talk again soon. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.